Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Good morning. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I am Steve Summers, and we start off with Kathy McDermott, the Executive Director, Rock River Development Partnership, and also the Rockford City Market. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on today. Well, thanks for uh, joining me for a cup of coffee and talking about City Market, which should be underway uh, this upcoming Friday now, huh? Yes, we are excited that we are finally getting to start in June. June 5th is our first day, and it's going to look a little different this year, at the start at least. But, um, you know, we're going to take it week by week and month by month, and I think things will change throughout the season. So I guess the point is is that however it starts may not necessarily be the same way come July or August or even after Labor Day. That is correct, yes. So we are just kind of trying to you know, uh, go with the flow as much as we can. It's It's been a little difficult trying to plan, not knowing what what's going to be allowed, but, but we're doing the best we can. So. so let's start off with the very first question. They said you couldn't have gatherings of 10 or more, and yet City Market is going to happen. Is that because we have a special permit? No, actually it's because um, City Market is still technically a farmer's market, and so the governor, um, when the very first order came out in March, the farmers markets were considered essential. So we are falling under that category. Um, so we are being allowed to have the market, but anything that causes gathering, we are being asked to remove. So it's, um, you know, at least we get to have it, but it's just going to look different because, of course, people are used to coming down the market and gathering. That's part of the the appeal to it. Got it. So the farmer's market part of it where the vendors are still selling their wares is okay. You can't just congregate, drink a beer, and listen to music and hang out all night. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried to talk them into it. You could drink a beer through a mask, but I, I got voted <laughs> down on that one. But um, but we are going to have, uh, besides the typical you know produce, honey, jams, jellies, fresh flowers, gift items, we are also going to have food trucks there for carry-out at this point. Um, so you can buy food to take off-site, although I'm, I'm hoping that that will change. I, honestly, it may even change over the next, you know, couple few, weeks. A few so, hours. You never know. A few hours, yes. Yeah. Um, and then also downtown is kind of opening up this week as well with outdoor seating now allowed. So there's going to be lots of outdoor seating, possibly some blocks shut down downtown on certain days of the week. So it will create kind of a, a cool atmosphere for people to come down and hang out. And then we, at the indoor market that we own, um, we are now allowed from the indoor market to sell beverages for consumption outside at our outdoor cafes, which are going to be on either side of the indoor market adjacent to the outdoor market. So it's a little bit confusing, but um, it, it is, you know, lightening up a bit. And I think um, I'm hoping that it will, you know, even more as we go on. It was interesting you mentioned the fact that there will be tables. So Obviously, we're going to be getting a lot of tables, a lot of six-foot seating areas for people to buy their food from the food trucks and then go sit down and eat? Right. Uh, that's what we're hoping, yeah. Okay. Um, right now, the, the restrictions um, do not allow any high-top tables to be set up actually anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we are allowed to add low-top tables in the market, it will be you know with chairs because that's the restriction. But regardless, we're going to be adding some outside the the out the indoor market um, on Madison Street and in the alley, so um, that will be you know 
that will be up and running next week. So the alternative is either we live with these new restrictions or we just don't have it at all. And that's probably not an option at this point. Exactly. And, you know, we know this isn't what people want. And I know there's lots of opinions out there. But if we follow the rules and, and there will be rules, I mean, you will have to go one way through the market. We're lining all the vendors on one side of the street as opposed to two sided. So you can allow for more distancing and while waiting in lines, um, and you're not going to be running into people, you know, crossing their paths all the time. Right now, we are required to wear a mask, so um, it's just kind of, you know, part of part of it. But if we really do try to follow the rules and go by that, then we can keep going. You know, if if it does, if we, if it turns into something that is too much of too much gathering and too many people and not going by what we have to enforce, then, you know, I mean. Yeah. It's it's would be in jeopardy, I would think. So we just have to try and do the best we can. But um, we are like we're laying it out so that, for example, when you come down the alley, you will be lined up there, and it will be pretty fluid going in and out. But if you have to wait a little bit to get in, you'll have a, a place to wait there. Um, so we're trying, and there will be two entrances instead of four. Um, so, because we kind of have to monitor how many people are in there at a time, uh, just like you see in some of the big box stores and things. So, um, we're going to do the best we can, and I, I think we have a really good plan laid out. Hopefully, people will be patient as they come down. Patience, uh, that's a, a big part of the whole equation. You have to understand it is going to be different, and you need to be patient. Will the exchange with the vendors be different as far as purchasing items? Do you need just a credit card, cash? How are we going to work this all out? I mean, they're highly recommending to bring just do credit cards, um, and you can do those in a touchless way that you've probably seen at some stores and businesses right now. Um, they're not crazy about people having to give change back and, you know, um, exchanging cash like that. But um, so so we're encouraging our vendors to go to to um, more of the credit or debit. Um, I can't say, you know, for sure that all of them will just have credit or debit. But right. um, you should try to come with small bills so there is a, the least exchange of money as possible. And, and be ready to leave a tip. Don't ask for the change back. That's right. <laughs> Yes, and it's a no. It's like a no-touch uh, situation. So you will be able to see the products, but you won't actually be able to kind of touch them like you do in a grocery store or whatever. So it'll be actually pretty. It would be more safe than going to a grocery store, to be honest, um, because the vendors will have the products either behind them or behind something, and you will just tell them what you want. They'll bag it, and then you'll they'll hand you the bag. So um, it's really a it's really a good good safe way and when you think about produce and even baked goods and things that are we're selling there um there's a way less hands that are touching those goods than if you're going to the grocery store and you know buying whatever a watermelon that's coming from across the country and think of all the hands that that touches in the supply chain so really this stuff goes from the farmer's grounds to, you know, to their trucks, to the market. We are talking to Kathy McDermott from the Rockford City Market, the executive director. So are the times going to be different? The dates? Is it going to run all the way through Labor Day? What are those changes? So we are, at this point, we're running June through September. Um, We always go through September normally. We change our hours a little bit after Labor Day. But we're going to, right now, go from 3.30 to 7.30. So that's an hour um, sooner, an hour end time sooner than normal. Because if you can't gather and eat and drink, then, you know, we think that's a good four hours is a good time frame. 
Um, you can then go on to other places that have the outdoor dining and go grab a bite to eat or drink or go to the other downtown shops. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, we may change that in July or August as things as we're able to add more components into <clears throat> into the scenario. But for the time being, that's what we're going to do. So no live bands and the alcoholic beverages you say may be inside or not outside. Right. We you can purchase as of right this minute you can purchase an alcoholic beverage or a Pepsi or a water in the inside, and you can consume it at a table outside. Um, but you can't walk through the market with it at this point. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be quite the, quite the situation. I don't know how, and it's going to be a tough first couple of weeks, a lot of policing, but it's also going to be on a lot of, um, I guess, individuals' best decisions. You know what I mean? Come on, be, be realistic. We're trying to make everybody safe, but still have a great event. Right. And you'll come down and support these local businesses that are really, this is a great opportunity for them to get their, their products out that they haven't been able to for the past two months. Um, some of the people at the market have storefronts. A lot of them do not. So markets are a way that they can get their products out to the community. You know. All right. So Rockford City Market starting on Friday. The North End City Market, that is underway as well? It is. And that starts on Saturday, June 6th. And that's at North Main and Auburn. It is, uh, goes from 9 to 1 every Saturday. And it will be similar to it, what it was last year. Although, unfortunately, there as well, we have to remove the music and the seating. So it will be, you know, farmer's market, neighborhood farmer's market. That one is more typically um, kind of an in-and-out sort of scenario, so I don't think it will impact that as well. Crowds are less there, so it will be easier to social distance and do all of the things yeah. that, that are required. But, yeah, that will be up and running on June 6th, so that's a great little neighborhood market, and we're happy to be getting that going as well. All right, the best website to get information and details so we are aware before we go? RockfordCityMarket.com, and then we also have Rockford City Market Facebook with a lot of information there as well. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kathy McDermott from the Rockford City Market, and uh, have a great weekend, and good luck. Thank you, Steve. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara is next on This Week in the State Line. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This weekend, the state line rolls on with Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. I'm Steve Summers. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks so much for having me on again this week. I also want to start off by saying happy belated anniversary. (laughs) Thank you. My (laughs) wife is, uh, uh, I'm super fortunate to have her. I certainly don't deserve her. And uh, tonight I'm showing how much I don't deserve her by doing a a statewide town hall on my anniversary. So (laughs) she's not, uh, I'm sure, in love with me at this moment. How many uh, years of wedded bliss do we have? Uh, Nine years. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very fortunate. Well, maybe uh, down the road we'll be able to celebrate that anniversary on a patio somewhere as the third phase of the COVID reopening uh, kind of gets into gear this weekend. We certainly will. So this uh, this weekend's uh, pretty exciting, and I think uh, one uh, a couple of things. One, I think we all need to remember how we got to this point, and we got to this point by working together by following the guidelines, making sure we're wearing the face covering, making sure we're washing our hands, practicing social distancing. I don't want folks, as we begin to open, to let their guard down because the virus hasn't gone away. 
But with that being said, Steve, uh, you're right. This is a really uh, exciting opportunity in time. Our, our restaurants who have been so dramatically hit by the virus and the modifications because of the virus uh, now, at least uh, to some small degree, begin to open up and we all get to enjoy them with live outdoor music and be able to sit outside and uh, go to our favorite establishments. Again, social distancing, six feet apart, face masks, and uh, the waitresses and waiters will also have on the gear. So you're not just going to be alone. Certainly. uh, Our restaurants, I I mean, it should come to no no one's surprise uh, because we have such creative and talented uh, people in our community. But they've just done a tremendous job putting together guidelines that they can live with, but also that instill confidence in the consumer, uh, and which is really critical. I want folks to know when they go out, as long as they follow the rules, they show a little bit of patience. Uh, it's an incredibly safe experience because there's a number of modifications in place. There's hand sanitizing stations. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the waiters and waitresses will have their PPE. Uh, there'll be adequate spacing between tables. So I want citizens to know, yes, be cautious, but also uh, it is safe. Uh, these restaurant owners have put a tremendous amount of time and energy into these guidelines, and I, I fully support their efforts. And uh, we appreciate the city being so flexible with the guidelines, too, because I just saw RBI put up a big Bergstrom tent or in the parking lot, and they're going to have their own restaurant out so, outside, too. And that should come as no surprise to anyone if you know the owners of RBI. They do a tremendous job, uh, always go above and beyond, and they certainly put out a big tent. Uh, it'll be open uh, air, obviously. Uh, but they're, they're doing it right to make sure that people, uh, you know, with inclement weather, which we're having at this moment, uh, will still be able to eat and, and dine uh, while being covered and away from the elements. And that's just one facet because there's also the hair salons and everything else that will be opening up as well this weekend. Yeah. So, it, again, pretty exciting. So a couple of things. One is uh, all outdoor recreation opens up. Uh, all the state parks are open. All of manufacturing, essential and non-essential manufacturing, are open. Uh, Restaurants, as we just mentioned, are open for outdoor dining and live entertainment. Uh, All retail, essential and non-essential retail, is open. Uh, One I'm very excited about that you just touched on, uh, salons and barber shops are open. Uh, I will definitely have an appointment tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) And one that uh, is not being touched on as much as fitness uh, they open at a very mild level, but they are open. They open uh, for one-on-one training as well as outdoor classes. And to me, that seems to be the most challenging at right now because you, you have to work out in groups. I mean, they have they have sessions. Yeah, so that one is very challenging. I mean, you just think of just, uh, you know, basic common sense and basic things that happen when you work out. Uh, obviously, uh, your breathing gets heavier and deeper and uh You'll see more aerosols go out into uh, out from your mouth, and uh, you're sweating, you're touching different uh, uh, items. So it is certainly a, a questionable uh, effort that we, uh, I will say uh, again, we have fantastic people who have just put a lot of time and energy into that thought process. And we're going to begin uh, building up and standing up a team to talk about indoor fitness areas and what we can do, because I, I know we have creative folks who want to get their businesses back up and running, and we want them to as well as long as it's safe. So I know that'll happen. 
I see the positivity rate went down again. We're having more tests than ever before. What would throw a wrench into this whole third phase opening process in your mind? What would throw a wrench in it is a host of things. Uh, I mean, if you just look at what the governor has stated will throw a wrench. So I'll give you that very basic stuff that he has stated could either stall us in this phase or even bring us back. And that's a, a sustained rise in positivity rate, a sustained increase in hospital admissions, a reduction in hospital capacity, or a significant outbreak in a region. I would say really the thing that could, uh, you know, forgetting all of that, the things that would really throw a wrench in it is uh, if we do what Wisconsin did. Uh, we throw away any ideas uh, uh, or in best practices from health experts, and we just decide, hey, every it's open season, do whatever you want. Uh, we're obviously not going to do that, and I think – we need to remember, we're not just reopening. We, we have this unbelievable opportunity right now to take this once-in-a-100-year crisis and turn it into a once-in-100-year opportunity. Let's not just reopen like every community across the country. Let's rebuild. Let's make sure that we uh, have sustained growth and that we can help right some of the wrongs that have happened in our community and, you know, invest in our human capital, invest in our physical infrastructure, and make sure that when we come out of this fully uh, and we see that day after COVID, we are a far stronger, far more welcoming and, and just a better community to which we all know we can be and should be. And with that comment of being better and build up stronger, drove by the Miracle Mile where the old Magna building and that strip mall used to be. It looks fabulous now. That is awesome. Yep. Uh, so uh, we had a tremendous team effort to get those properties down. Long been vacant. That Magna has been vacant, I think, since I was in diapers. And uh, so that was a really a strong effort by the Miracle Mile board, who actually originated to help uh, fight uh, that building and uh, the blight that that building has caused in that area. But then our legal department and our community and economic development department just did a wonderful job to ensure that those buildings come down. Have you driven by there and taken a look firsthand for yourself? So actually, I have not, but uh, I have time scheduled tomorrow that I can do that. I just have not had the opportunity to get up there. It's so big, you just don't realize how much that took up until it's gone. It's like, wow, you could put a park there again. (laughs) You certainly could. And other new developments, uh, we just swore in a new alderwoman or alderman, the 12th Award alderwoman, Jennifer Ginger Hanley. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah, so I think Ginger's going to just do a phenomenal job. She is someone who uh, is an advocate for stronger collaboration between government units, which obviously we can always use more of. And she certainly has a strong emphasis on constituent engagement. Uh, She's had... Uh, a really wonderful background right now. She is a teacher over at uh, All Saints uh, School, uh, the Consolidated Catholic School. She also uh, teaches classes over at the YMCA and is very active and engaged in uh, both the Republican Party as well as in uh, the Catholic Diocese. Well, she looks like a, a go-getter and a Probably a breath of fresh air as well for all the aldermen, too. Some some new blood, new competition. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, we really have, uh, it's really a family-type atmosphere. Uh, every once in a while we'll have disagreements, but uh, by and large, uh, all the aldermen put aside their parties, put aside any differences, and always try to do what's best. And I think Ginger will really fit in that mold and do a, a, a fine job. So last question is, uh, any new developments, uh, road work, anything that you want to boast about or let us know that's coming our way? So uh, I can 
I'll put a tease out there and tell you that uh, council just approved an item on our agenda that's going to happen over at the Ingersoll uh, Manufacturing Building over off Fulton Avenue in North Main Street. And that's really, uh, I can't let the cat out of the bag too much, but I can tell you the, the project that will take place uh, at Ingersoll will put uh, just one more star on our map here in Rockford, uh, really on a national and even international stage. So we are really excited about that project. We're really excited about the new grocery store coming in at North Main and Riverside. We're really excited uh, that the Family Peace Center signed their lease and will be opening in the next 60 days. I mean, it, it, it's very easy for us all to get lost in uh, COVID, which is rightfully so because it's so consuming. But uh, I want uh, citizens to know city of Rockford's not standing still. We are still moving forward, uh, and I think we're moving forward uh, together and a lot stronger. Love pleasurable calls like this with positive local news. You can't beat it. It's been... Uh... Long overdue, don't you think? <laughs> it certainly has. It's been a tiring 10 weeks, and I'm sure uh, for so many others, uh, it's been excruciating. So I, I just, uh, my heart goes out to those folks. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. I know there's uh, thousands in our community who are unemployed right now. I know there's a lot of uh, business owners who are concerned, will they be able to make it through another day or another week or month? I just want them to know uh, they have a city that's standing by them. Uh, we will not rest here at City Hall until we uh, come out of this uh, the day after COVID a lot stronger and we help as many citizens as possible. Well, thank you, Tom. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Hey, thanks so much, Steve. You have a wonderful weekend. Be safe and be healthy. That is Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. More with This Week in the State Line in a moment. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this. This weekend, the state line continues with Belvedere Mayor Mike Chamberlain. Good morning, sir. How are you? Fine, Steve. Uh, Appreciate you giving us the opportunity to visit. Well, we talked to a lot of individuals about, of course, the coronavirus and developments in their community. So why not Belvedere? You're right there in the center of... uh, the hub and you're closer to chicago than rockford so i'm sure there's a lot of concern about belvedere and boone county with the covid 19 well of course there is and and early on when they were discussing when they were going to open the fca plant a lot of the concern of the folks that worked out there was the fact that we have folks coming from 70 miles around uh to work at the plant and gosh knows uh what they're exposed to so we were concerned with our proximity to Chicago and the suburbs, as well as our proximity to Winnebago County. Um, I think locally, uh, in the state line, everybody's done a, an admirable job of trying to work together to do the best we can to combat this uh, virus. And um, the results are, are, are pretty good uh, in terms of our ability to contain it. Uh, unfortunately, here in Belvedere, uh, 90% of our uh, folks that we have lost have been in nursing home situation or senior housing situation. Um, That has been very tough. And they have gotten a handle on it, and it's amazing how quickly everybody responded, particularly to Symphony, to to do that. Um, Once they understood uh, how quickly it was spreading, uh, the director of our health department Amanda Mayo said, you know, we're very fortunate that we were able to 
stop it as quickly as we did and keep it from spreading any further. Otherwise, we might have lost three or four times as many folks out there. So absolutely, kudos to them. And it's that that's a bad situation because the most vulnerable among us are those that uh, are my age and older. So uh, <laughs> it's um, it, it's a scary thing. Talking to Belvedere Mayor Mike Chamberlain, and your point was right on. The numbers are great. They look wonderful in Boone County and in Belvedere compared to other counties, but still there is a loss of life and families are suffering. So Yeah, one, one, one loss is a loss for the whole community. The uh, Belvedere Chrysler plant, that is still scheduled to open up here at the beginning of June, and that's going to continue on with some guidelines? It is, and it's not going to be the way it was. Um, I have kind of a personal insight into that. Uh, my youngest grandson works for the security security people out there, mm-hmm. and he's been out there now. He's been working out there about uh, two months and has observed the whole process of people coming in to uh, make that plant safer for the 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 workers, and to put uh, policies and equipment in place to do that. Uh, they are not going to open up with their full complement, uh, as it was before, of workers. That has had a, an effect on the suppliers here locally, too. So we, we've seen a change, and we pay very close attention, as you might imagine, to the entire automotive industry, and the automotive industry right now is very, very soft. Um, so it's going to take some time for recovery in that sector of the economy, and we expect that regionally there will be significant job loss pertaining to the automotive industry, period. Will there be multiple shifts, or you think just one shift at, as of right now? Uh, we really don't know. If they're going to run more than one shift out at, at the plant, it won't be fully manned. You know, I, 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 we haven't gotten specific numbers yet, but what we expect is it'll be maybe half the number of workers. Um, we'd hope it would be more, but we're hearing from the suppliers that they have heard from FCA that there won't be the same level of production. Uh, I always rely on Mike Bennett in Washington, who is the government liaison uh, for FCA. Uh, I get my information from him and we they've not made a formal statement yet and we have not had communication specific communication from the plant concerning uh the number of workers that are are coming back and the number of shifts as uh i would suspect that will be forthcoming uh, very quickly. Uh, yeah, we'd hope so. Belvedere Mayor Mike Chamberlain on the horn with us today. The suppliers in Boone County, it's not just the Chrysler plant, but the trickle effect to all the suppliers that feed the plant with supplies. Have you heard from them at all during this crisis? We have. Um, we have heard from Yang Feng and from the uh, the two Syncreon plants. Uh, they have issued us warn notices, uh, meaning that there are going to be significant layoffs in their uh workforce, and exact numbers have not yet been given to us, uh, but it is it's it is a significant layoff. So having uh, gotten those letters from them, it's kind of set the stage. Uh, we, we do not know the numbers yet for FCA, but you're right. I mean, we have, we have the four major suppliers for the plant are here in Boone County. Um, and we have not heard a significant warn. We haven't gotten a warn letter from Magna yet, but Magna also manufactures for other manufacturers, uh, and they have converted some of their manufacturing to other 
um, efforts with and volunteer efforts for the combating the COVID-19. They have been just an extraordinary partner for us here. How about some of the other uh, businesses? I, there's more than just the auto plant in Belvedere and Boone County. So have you heard from any of those agencies? Oh, we hear from businesses every day. I bet. Uh, it, we have focused on working with our economic development people, our chamber, and our small business community to keep at least the communication uh, going. It's been very tough because the information coming out of Washington and the information coming out of the governor's office in Springfield seems to change uh, sometimes on an hourly basis. Um, We listen to Governor Pritzker's calls every day or a replay of his calls. Uh, We work very directly with the Illinois Municipal League. Uh, I'm a, a vice president of the league, and I talk to Brad Cole, who's our director, on a very regular basis. They have a, a very close relationship with the governor's office. And so we try to anticipate sometimes what we think is going to happen. But this has been very, very destructive for a lot of small businesses of the kind that we have uh, a, a plethora of uh, here in Boone County. So we're looking forward to this weekend and getting some of the, the restaurants and bars opened up again uh, we took that to council. I took that to council uh, this previous Monday, and we are opening up some of the rules that we had for our newly uh, passed sidewalk cafe ordinance to allow more of the businesses in that business to participate. Um, we have tried to work with the businesses to do sensible things here. There have been small businesses all along that if they could see their clientele by appointment only, one at a time, and observed safety rules that we have uh, allowed them to do that. And so now we're hoping that there will be more of that. It is uh, some businesses here just uh, have dried up and blown away, and we're trying to get an accurate count on that. One of the disappointments has been the stimulus money and the CARES Act money and the other monies that have been available don't seem to have reached us particularly, (laughs) and that's troublesome, and we're trying to understand all of that, the parameters of that. Um, So what we try to do on a daily basis is conference with uh, our business community. Uh, Growth Dimension started a leadership call, I think it's been six or seven weeks now. That has morphed into what we call Forward Boone, which is right in the process as we speak of producing materials for the business community on exactly what the parameters are for the reopening. As you can imagine, because you've probably looked at some of this stuff, um, people seem to not have a joyous experience when they go to websites and read page after page after page. So what we're trying to do is, is get the information, distill the information, put the, the salient and significant and important points in a different format that we can distribute either by hand, by email, or on the web uh, to our business community to make it easier to understand and have it at fingertip. As so far as the uh, status of like the parks, like Spencer Park and Belvedere, that's open and things are still uh, developing oh, yeah. there? Uh, the Conservation District has never closed. All right. Uh, Belvedere Park has never closed. I can testify to the Conservation District. I walk there with my dog every morning at 5.15. (laughs) 
God bless summer because the light comes up early, right? Absolutely. Wow, it sounds like trying times in Boone County, but uh, you're trying to, uh, I guess, ebb and flow with the ebb and flow that's happening to keep the city alive, and uh, we appreciate your time. You definitely sound passionate about Belvedere and Boone County, and uh, let's never lose that passion. Things, Brighter things are ahead for us. I absolutely agree. Our saying is Belvedere is already great, and we get greater all the time. But the, the truth is matter, the spirit of this community and the way people have tried to help one another is awe-inspiring to me. And wow. I'm very grateful to be the mayor of this community. Absolutely loved it. Belvedere Mayor Mike Chamberlain, please keep our numbers on file and call us any kind of developments come down. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for the opportunity to visit this morning. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.